Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on From the Friar. We're talking about Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 7, Jamaican Me Crazy. The season is wonderful. I mean, there's no stakes. No one likes each other. Everyone is just in, in everyone else's business. It's great. It's amazing as the episodes go by, it's almost like a uh, a falling domino of each couple. You just think, nope, it's over. Nope, next yep. one's over. Like Chris and Nicole might be the only saving grace on this show because I think at this point, everyone thinks no one is working out. No one else is working out. Chris and Nicole are the only ones that like actually came to get married. The only ones that came for love that are at all emotionally ready to be in a relationship. You know what's interesting? They're also the only ones I feel having fairly genuine conversations about them being together, their future. I don't like every other, they're having so many, I shouldn't say so many issues, but they're already hitting roadblocks where they're not even getting that deep emotional connection. That's not even like we, we have other things to worry about. It's not even on the plate. As opposed to everyone else, just day by day. Can I even put up with this person today? Do I need to have space for the rest of the honeymoon? <laughs> it's just not looking good for anyone else. Also, everyone's lying. We will get into that, but everyone is lying. Let's jump in. I have so much to talk about. We first start the episode off with the boys talking and Clint trying to explain his position about the athletic slender saga that we are going to talk about the whole season. <laughs> Not because we want to. Folks on Twitter were right. Clint has a way of extending a conversation where it could have probably been a lot shorter than what it was. That and it somehow always turns into, well, it's about him, but it's also the way he says things. He always wants to be the one with the sage advice, the one that's right, the one that just, he wants to have everything correct to say and be almost like this leader, but it doesn't make sense. You know who was kind of the MVP of this episode? You're going to say Eris, aren't you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> not of the episode, of this conversation, I of should say. Let's not get yes. carried away. It was odd that Eris is giving fairly decent... Good advice. Yeah, fairly decent advice. Good reflection. But, but no, no, but he... Not to himself, though. No, never no, to himself. So like, <laughs> like, there's a lack of reflection there of... You know oh, exactly what I'm saying with these couples. You're in everyone else's business and not not doing any reflecting. So as Clint is trying to kind of talk about what happened, why he said what he said, Eris says that he needs to validate Gina's concerns. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. That's a two way street, though. You would feel you felt the whole time that they're both in some way in the wrong. Oh yeah, when we get to the couples' dinner, yeah, I'll have a lot to sure, explain for sure. Clint continues to try to defend himself, and Eris tries to come at this another angle. He says that he needs to see where Gina is coming from. Clint all of a sudden exclaims, I can't be myself. Uh, okay, well, maybe yourself is you need to tone it down a little. There, with marriage, there is, yes, be yourself, but again, it's been mentioned before, there's got to be compromise. Always compromise. 
So I took this as a dig, but I'm 100% sure Chris didn't mean it this way. But Chris tells Clint that you just have to be yourself. That's the exact advice that Clint gave Chris. And obviously this advice is not working for Clint. (laughs) So I took it as a little jab, but I'm sure Chris didn't mean it that way. This being yourself is coming up a lot. Yeah. I even with even with Shaq and Kirsten, it came up as well. Again, it's yes, be yourself, but also I you gotta be open. Like what can you compromise on? What things are you willing to? If you're not willing to compromise on these big parts of yourself, then that person's not for you. Sure. But the thing with these people are none of that. They're not able to give up any of that. You know why that is, right? Because they're too picky. Well, that, but I'm just not into you. Yes. Therefore, just not that into I you. am making no compromises because I don't see a future with you. I don't see a reason to compromise. Exactly. Good old Eris comes back again and asks if Clint recognizes what he said. At this point, Clint finally admits that he needs to seek inner mind. Is Clint just using fancy language that he thinks people want to hear? I think he read some book about being your true self, finding, you know, finding out who you are. And like I, he's taking some verbiage from there. I don't think he took it to heart, though. He, he's applying none of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you wanted to be an adult and just get past this, you would have just said, hey, fucked up. I, know. I said some things I shouldn't have said. Not what I meant. Didn't mean to offend anyone. I apologize. I hope we can move past this. And this would be over, but it being maths, this is going to be a multi-episode, if not the (laughs) entire season storyline for this couple. If they even make it to decision day, let's say if they make it to decision day, if they don't bring this situation up, I'll be so disappointed. No, what's going to (laughs) happen is they're going to be at decision day and then Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper or whatever is going to say, you know, when did you... When did you see the relationship really take a turn? I'm like, uh, well, when he made that comment about yeah. me being fat, <laughs> kind of just didn't didn't see a, a, it being a possibility. Yep. Day three. <laughs> so we see all the couples getting ready for dinner. And I really thought that Gina and Clint were going to just say, no, thank you. Not tonight. We will not be meeting everyone. But we find out that Clint apologized in the room and Gina clarified again how offensive it was. And then they decided to go to dinner. Kind of a bummer that we didn't see the apology. I know, but that probably made it more truthful than what he would have been on camera. Mm -hmm. So it's probably good for them. It was just them. Everyone sits down for dinner and then Clint feels he needs to address the elephant in the room. They have him stand and he talks about how he wanted to exude that he is from Front Street. He is Front Street and he is who he is. I don't know what that means. But I think it's one of these. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Okay. Sure. I don't. I think you went upstairs as I was watching the after party show. Mm-hmm. But they mentioned this apology, this thing that Clinton did it was like 45 minutes that is so long of and this is what they picked out of it all of it like wasn't an actual apology either we record this whole pod roughly in like 45 minutes to an hour the whole time we're recording this man was speaking saying something it was almost the whole episode if you think of it yeah I, i don't know what you can talk about no i couldn't i don't want to talk about myself ever especially my fuck up 
So I couldn't do it. Not for that long. No, no way. I think apologies should be to the point and you explain how you're going to change and that's kind of it. You, there's nothing. We don't need any more fluff because then that makes it not matter. It's not sincere. Kirsten is hilarious and she says he came out wrong and strong. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that, but it's such a good line. It's so good. I'm taking it. Clint kind of apologizes and said it was the wrong choice of words and says it was meant to tell people where he was in his past. Gina speaks up and talks about Clint's apology in the room and says that verbiage matters. And then she likes to throw in that she is a runner. Why? So last time when she felt insulted, she had to go, no, I have a 26 inch waist. And now we're dealing with the repercussions of all of this. And she says, yeah, but I'm a runner. Like, what does this mean? Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. I, I don't, don't even, like it. I don't even think, like, you don't have to defend yourself. No. In why? situation. No. And in defending herself, it kind of makes her seem like, I don't want to say putting other people down, but it's kind of that vibe. Like, oh, if you don't have a 26 waist, does that make this okay? Mm. If this, are if you not if beautiful? If you're, if you're not a runner, are you? Are you then automatically lazy? Like, I don't, what are we doing here? Right. What's the point? It's not clear at all. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. With so many couples having issues, do you think, maybe not Dom and Mac, but do you think they are going to play it right so they can make it to decision day versus where we've seen other seasons where this ain't fucking working out. I'm not spending time with this. Per- I'm not like living in this apartment. Do you think some folks will sort of play it by the book? I think them specifically, Clint and Gina, they are going to make it to decision day, but just hate each other the whole time. Like they're not, Clint's on the couch the whole time. Sure. She may come visit him once a week. Like, I don't know. Did they mention, <laughs> is there just one bedroom? From what I saw, one bedroom, one bathroom only. And that bed is tiny. Mm. No. These... But you were right. That's a good way to challenge a relationship. Yeah. You're tired. You're trying to sleep. Someone's hogging the bed, the blanket. Tempers will flare. We shared a full bed the other weekend and I kept being like, scoot over. But what I'm getting at is in prior seasons, they had at least two bedrooms in the apartment. So if you did have some type of issue or disagreement, you could just sleep in the other room. And I think they're trying to avoid that because it was really easy to fake the Ah, process if you had your own space gotcha nobody wants to suffer on the couch huh (laughs) no but you if you have an extra bedroom and you hate this person why not sure what specifically bothered me is that gina talked about verbiage but has no ability to self self reflect you were expecting an apology from gina i mean that would be the normal thing like even okay She is kind of leading people on to be like, he said this out of nowhere. He's a horrible person. Like, yeah, it's a shitty thing to say, but she said shitty things first. And and she never apologized, which is way worse. And she can't use the, I didn't think this was offensive when you both had a conversation and he told you it was hurtful. Well, that was shit, too, because when he said, I do find this offensive and this is hurtful, she was like, no. (laughs) So, like, you can't even admit that what you did was wrong and you can't apologize. Like, Gina is just, like, the worst at recognizing or acknowledging his feelings. 
Like, yes, you were hurt too, but that doesn't mean you both can't be validated. If you both would have apologized, they would have been able to move on from this. He I will mean, hold on to that for the rest of the season. I mean, real talk, you... Again, Clint didn't handle this the right way, but you did essentially tell this man you didn't find him attractive. And you find his features to be ugly. And he's you're not attracted to people with his features. Like, it, it went on and on. <laughs> man, you can tell this dinner went on for so long. People were getting saucy. They were, yes. Nicole says that they all think differently about Clint, but that they will have a clean slate from now on. I don't believe that either, by uh, the way. Yeah, I'm not, That's already burned not, in these people's I'm not brains. That. Also, like, none of you are hooked up matched with Clint. Why do you care? Is it because you care about Gina? I don't know. Well, I, or I just because it, I, it is a shitty thing for anyone to say. I take it back. I would think they're just going to follow Gina's direction. So yeah, however way they see true. her kind of going with the relationship, they'll kind of have her back in that way. And they do know her more. So that makes sense. I mean, hell, Eris didn't even know Nicole's name. <laughs> no. Did you notice there were loud bugs at this dinner? But someone they were some, controlled. Did some audio correction. Thankfully. They, they turned this thing around quick. They use some AI, some machine learning. They're like, hey, listen for this noise and turn that down. Yes. So all the couples kind of start talking about their feelings for one another, how it's going, and the worst thing you can do in any new relationship, rate it on a scale of zero to 10. Guys, never do this. Like, guys, gals, everyone, just don't rate it. Don't give it a number. Do anything you can because it's just going to end badly. You're either going to overdo it, underdo it. <laughs> There's No one's going to so be on the same page. Everyone online on Twitter came to the consensus that everyone's full of shit. Absolutely. Some of these ratings were way too damn high. It, it's a, it's a, there's easy, there is easy cop outs in this rating system because you could just say, we're doing great. It's like an eight, nine, or you can say, oh, we're, we're like at a seven, but I, you know, we're, we're just getting to know each other. So we're going, but some know, people that are like a four up. say they're a seven. True. <laughs> True. But I, that's the only way. And everyone realized it in, in at the table that. The only way this goes bad is if you give a number that's a little too low. Yes, or exactly. The, the truthful number of a four. You have to go high to save yourself. Because <laughs> saying I'm at a seven and I see us, we're, we're getting to know each other, we're going up, is a lot better than, oh, we're at a four, but I can, I can see us <laughs> go, going up. And it's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Mac is trying to convey how he's feeling and believes that they are at a 7.5 but he does want to work up to a 10. He says he wants to get better at communicating and hopes that Dom has patience with him. I believe Dom said the same. I could agree with that. Yeah. And I think Dom's lying. She's absolutely lying. I think Dom is a little bit lower than that. Way more lower. Like, okay, this episode kind of changed my views of Dom because she was complaining so much and picking at him so much that I was like, wow. You noticed it. You you know, you're like, this is way too much. Does Okay, so did... Okay, no. I believed that she was more into him because remember... like the first dinner, she was like, this is a perfect match. The experts did an amazing job. And now we're seeing the constant... That and also 
it's real easy to fake being the perfect person. So when he started complaining and that was a massive turnoff to her, uh, okay. now she's kind okay. of showing also her other side. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. No, good catch. Good catch. What, what do you think Dom is really at? Because I'm thinking like a six. Oh, f- four. Ooh, a four? Yeah. She oh. is so, no, she's done. She's done. This is, it's not her thing. And she's, I think she's pretty immature. I personally don't think she's an old soul and she's not going to put her all into this. She's not going to give him another chance. There's going to be no room for growth. It's just, oh, this was annoying and I'm over it. That's fair. I could see that. I can't wait till we get to the end of their their section. I can't wait till next week. I can't. Oh, even the end of this episode. Yeah. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Chris says it's been better than he expected, and he has been blown away by Nicole. He says that he is an 8.2. Nicole, she says, she was also going to say an 8.2. She knew his name was going to be Chris. <laughs> Do you think she's lying, or is she really, like, on point? No, they're, no. <laughs> no. Nicole is becoming a little much. Like, when she says she's too much for some people, like, I can see it slowly coming out. I think, you know what? Have they shown us any scenes of Nicole and Chris living together? No, we only get like them arriving. Well, they're sitting on the couch talking. We'll get I to it. I wonder if but... a lot of their good content is just going to be because they're sort of dropping breadcrumbs of, you know, Chris. It's really going to hit know, the fan. You know, you know Chris <laughs> does uh, laundry like once a month and so on and so forth. And it seems like Nicole's like the total opposite. So I think a lot of they're going to have those kind of the daily life, like things we do in the home type of struggles. Yes. Right now on an all paid for vacation. Not bad. Touching on that, Nicole does say when they get home, she thinks that's where they will have their real battles. No, I think that's definitely accurate. Kristen brings up Shaq's humor and the correct time and place again. But she does rate it as a seven, which is a lie. She's at like a five. Like a if four. that, yeah, yeah. You have they kissed yet? You have are, they kissed? We are watching again. I mentioned these people aren't actors. You are gonna watch an entire season of someone faking it <laughs> to get to decision day, and her name is Kirsten. I don't know why Kirsten thinks that Shaq isn't gonna blow her cover. He has no. He has no reason to lie for her. You know, and Shaq is, an, is another person, I would say, they legitimately wanted to find someone. They, they yeah. want to be married. And his wife just thinks he's annoying. <laughs> so it's not going to work. But no, I will always go back to her words don't mean anything. There's nothing behind those words. There's a wall. Like, it's just awful acting. And it, I'm confirmed with what he said on the after show that... She's completely different on camera and off. So that just tells me everything I need to know. All these snuggle scenes you see between They're them. They're nothing. That's fake as that's fuck. That's nothing. Yes. That's fake as fuck. We also, s- you have not seen their intimacy increase beyond a snuggle scene. Yes. You see a kiss on the forehead. You know how you kiss on the forehead? He kissed on the like forehead. Your yeah. grandma. Like maybe your kid. <laughs> no, your, I love forehead kisses. When sick or I something. love a forehead kiss. But what, if that's all stage? I'm getting, at yeah, the honeymoon stage? No. no, it where it's supposed to be the best it can be. No, <laughs> Shaq agrees. He's also at a seven and he's looking forward to seeing how things grow. Gina says that she is pleased at where they're at and that they're at, at a solid five. 
She's feeling hopeful and she is still in this. No, she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. Mari she wasn't said in this that immediately. Was a lie. <laughs> Clint says that he's happy to hear that and says that he is at a 5.5. He feels that they are in a healthier place because of what they've been through. They're in a healthier place because he apologized. They are still screwed. Yes. Jasmine feels that they are doing good and that they've had a few hiccups, but points out that he has never been in love. She says, I can't fault him for not being in love, but she is putting a lot of stress on it. And I don't think it's fair that she's stressing herself. It's not on you. I hate that this came up because, again, love maths, but when someone says a certain phrase, it's almost like, Man, production and the people, they're going to fucking stick to it. Yep. Like, oh, you're an older person and you've never been in love. That's just going to be your storyline. It's your tagline. I'm like, (laughs) fuck, man. Can we just like get away from this? She continues on and says that they have fun together and things are going as they should. She rates them as a 7.5 to an 8. Eris rates them as a 7, but is hopeful they could be at a 10. We cut to Mac in an interview and he says he feels like some people are lying and agreed. Well, then they flash back to Eris giving them like somewhere between like a four and a six. <laughs> yeah. It was when the guys were talking. Mm-hmm. Chris puts his friend on blast and asks Eris if he could see himself falling in love. That's brutal. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. In the, in the after party, they kind of hit on this. Do you think that was coming from Chris or was it coming from Nicole? It was coming from production. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think there's a little paper like, hey, this is what we want you to ask. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Also, no, I would not. Like if production asked me, I'd be like, hell no. I'm not putting somebody on blast like that. Okay, but production is asking for this whole dinner, basically. No one naturally is raiding their partner. Right. This was all just set up. Right. To cause fights. (laughs) Right, a normal dinner you're talking about, what do you do when you get back home? How are things going? Yeah. Let's take some shots. Let's play some beer game like some let's play some drinking games. Eat some food. Not right your spouse. No. No, never. No. Eris says, This is what I signed up for, meaning to fall in love. Ah, he doesn't say enough though. He doesn't say it's what I signed up for. And I can see an avenue with Jasmine of that being a possibility. He kind of just says, well, like, I signed up for this. I'm here. The bigger thing is he never included Jasmine in the statement. Mm-hmm. So that's a bigger red flag to me. Or, you know, I signed up for this and I'm happy Jasmine's on the other end of it. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been better. I just want to point out that Eris is definitely the only person that consistently works out at all. He even worked out on the honeymoon. Oh, no, Shaq did, too. I can't take that away from him. Shaq, Shaq did as well. It's always so funny. Yeah, going back to the first episode when we get introduction and just... <sighs> I hate that. Everyone has to work out. Why can't they just do a hobby? Why do they all have to have a park workout and a jog? Why? It's hilarious to see, though. Remember... <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, remember Bao? I think she was just like on a... Oh, she, was she dancing or on a walk? No, I thought she did her run, the stereotypical run. I thought she was like on a walk or something. Like, why can't anyone just like play video games or something? I don't know. Whatever they would do. Right? 
Like, why couldn't we just get Chris playing with his dogs or why? playing Frisbee with his dogs I, or something? We did see Nicole do the puppet show. So that mm, was truly uh, Nicole. And, yeah, but, we, uh, we learned about her. Yeah, not. That wasn't a good <laughs> one, though. Eris says that he feels guilty he's not showing as much interest in Jasmine as she is. He is trying to process those feelings. Mac and Dom are enjoying their last room service together. And Dom says she is very surprised that this is something Mac would sign up for now that she knows him. I felt like she started picking at him here and ended the honeymoon on not a great note. They kind of talk about his sense of humor again and Mac apologizes. He brings up kind of the shit talk that he has with his brothers and Dom says, but I'm not your brother. Which, I mean, she's not wrong. You do want something outside of a brotherly relationship. They call Dom the old soul, but I don't like the approach of sort of making, like, not forcing someone to change, but sort of, I don't like that you do these things, so you need to work on that. I agree, because she doesn't have to make any compromise yet, and she, he doesn't. He didn't ask anything from her outside of her comfort zone or outside of who she is, but he has to change a lot about himself. Like at this moment in time, it seems like Mac, Mac is accepting Dom like as she is Mm -hmm. like great. Seemed like a really cool person. I want to get to know that person. Whereas yeah, Dom is more like irritated already by his presence. Sure. (laughs) Dom says it seems like there isn't room for her to have her moments since she is the one being supportive. She says that I am the coach. Max says that he feels the opposite of that. He says he is trying not to piss her off and tries to give her the benefit of the doubt. But really, it's always her way or no way. Dom does recognize what he's saying and says maybe dating in Nashville has made me harder on the outside. You know what is interesting, though? In their conversations, it is odd to see the much younger Dom sort of dominate the com- conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, he's intimidated, intimidated it, by her. But it flows almost in a way where Mac actually seems like the younger one. Yeah. Like the I, way yep. the conversations are flowing. Or maybe he's just... Not used to being in a relationship where someone is so direct. I think so. I mean, isn't he the one that, I mean, his girlfriend got engaged to someone else? Like, I think he's not used to anything direct or, Mm -hmm. you know. Dom says that attitude is a big part of her sexual attraction, but he can say the same thing. He's like, you're negativity towards me is not attractive yes so they're both just annoying each other and they're both not going to be attracted based on their personalities we cut to a scene of chris crying on the balcony i thought someone had passed away the dog has passed away something tragic happened i did not expect this neither did i i was with you i thought we were going to get some really bad news that one of the puppers died We're halting production. He has to go home now. We're not moving in immediately. Things need to be taken care of. We find out that the apartment complex has a two-dog limit. He talks about his dogs having separation anxiety. They get so sad when he leaves for work and that this would be the longest time he has ever been without them. He just does not want to board them. I mean, this is is 
a dog dad. I mean, dog it's, dad. Although we thought it was odd because we expected we expected different news. Yes. It. I think it still was kind of an interesting to s- scene to see the amount of love someone can have um, towards their their doggo. I yeah. mean, that was it hit him really really hard. I guess my question is. When you're signing up for this and you know you have to stay in an apartment, did you never question like producers or anything about what would like, hey, I have to be somewhere where my dogs can be or like, does none of that come up and you just assume that you'd be able to have dogs at the apartment? Like you didn't know that you assumed that your partner wouldn't have dogs. Like it, it must be hard to try to account for every single variable as you're about to match these folks and maybe... Oh, yes, I said they have pets, but like you're, maybe you're not thinking about that as this future situation yeah. where, okay, you both have pets. You might have one and one. Okay, that works. Maybe someone oh, has a dog, yeah. someone has a cat, whatever. Am, but yeah, for three dogs, too that's a little t- one too many. Am I bad for thinking that production probably played into this, knowing that this would cause a conflict? I don't. I. I want to say no. I, don't, I just I don't, don't have so. a lot of faith in them. I don't. I don't. <laughs> honestly, I don't think they're creative enough oh, okay. to create this storyline. <laughs> Another interesting thing. You can find out a lot about a person, not only just how they react. I mean, everyone's going to have an emotional reaction to something at some point, but how they deal with that. Do they problem solve? Do they not? Does the responsibility fall on someone else? In this scene, it was it, just really emotional for him, so he was not it, thinking of a solution. Sure, um, maybe <laughs> if if he if we gave him a little more time, he yes, would have started yes. thinking of who can I contact? Is there a family member I can, um, you know, essentially lend my dogs to for a couple yeah, of weeks? Yeah, exactly. Whereas Nicole, in this case, really was that problem solver. She totally. I mean made things happen can you remind me chris does he have family in town or is he a transplant he's a transplant right if he is i don't remember from where so i'm leaning towards he's more local okay i think that too like why couldn't like the brother or the family take the dogs or and he goes and like visits them after work or i don't know i felt like there was there was something that could happen here instead nicole great wife she decided, okay, we're going to make this work. Calls her dad. Her dad's going to come up from Florida to take care of the dog for a week, her dog, so that he can have his two dogs in the apartment. If they need help longer than a week, he's going to bring the dog to Florida. To me, it sounded like at the end of that conversation, Nicole's dad was most likely going to take the dog over for a couple weeks. Yes. Right, you know, shout out to the dad. And he, hey, the dad also... He was quick with it. He was. I would have hesitated more than this if I had someone calling me. He's like, yeah, no worries. Whatever I can do to help. Do you think that's going to rub Nicole the wrong way? No. I think she fully understands that these are his children, just as her dog is her child. I mean, she said she she understands that. Okay, here's the storyline I see in the future. You have your dogs in the apartment. What if they are not good in this new space? What if they... What if she sort of um, judges how Chris handles his 
his doggos versus how she would take care of them. And sort of like, did I really just give my dog up for a month? Oh, it could be and tension. And you like, you don't even pay that much attention to them. I do theater with my doggo. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm, I'm going to watch out for that. It probably won't happen, but. Well, even not even just not paying enough attention to them. I mean, in the sense of, are they not well behaved? Sure. Sure. And they, yeah. And then she starts being critical of the fact that she did give up time with her dog. What if it's also, I mean, they're well behaved, but you're not checking them on it. I think with how emotional he was, he's probably constantly snuggling them. I don't, I don't see that being an issue. Okay. Fair. We see Jasmine and Eris also enjoying their last breakfast at the resort. Eris asks about the shift in energy when they gave different answers at the dinner last night. Jasmine says it's been a lot to process this week and she's going back to a conversation she had with his family where they said that she will need to pull stuff out of him. It's all coming together. Dots are connecting. Out of all the couples, it's amazing how the energy between both individuals has shifted so much. So at one point, Eris is asking what's your favorite sex position? So at, at that point, you're kind of thinking he has some attraction. He's trying to send a me- like messaging of I'm into this, so on and so forth. And then Jasmine sort of it doesn't reply in the way he probably wanted to. So then now his energy levels go down, but then Jasmine is attracted to Eris. But then at some moment in time, you get the question of you've never been in love. And she's just like, whoop. All the way down. Yeah. And now they're both just, it's almost like they're both processing. But Eris is more like, am I really into her? Mm -hmm. Whereas Jasmine is, do I need to be protecting myself? Well, I don't think Eris is asking. I think he's saying he's not very into her, which is sad. I like Jasmine. But also, again, there's this whole, were you really ready to be on this show? No, no one was. Like, like you're... (laughs) Forget like if you were immediately attracted or not. Like, love does grow, Mm -hmm. so don't just give it a chance. Don't think where you are right now in this moment in time is like as high as you will go. Mm, Totally. But they are. They're they're, They're judging way too much much off of what they're feeling right now. Like, well, this is where I'm at right now, and um, I'm just not going to change. And uh, this, no, this is over. Yeah, and it's going to be unless they open up. Eris says that he feels more of a friendly vibe, but that he has 100% confidence that if he got into an accident, that Jasmine would be right there for him. But, okay, so she's a good person, but would you do that for her? Would you take care of her? I wish they brought that up. I wish they countered that statement the other way. In her interview, she's completely right. She said that she's not trying to be a friend. She's trying to be a wife. Yeah, their issue might be is just that their energy levels just haven't matched up this first week. They got a chance, but I mean, just some things. Oh, my God. You you know, the after party is cool and all, but I feel like you get way too many clues if people are together or not. You kind of get spoiled. Yeah, the vibes I'm getting from Jasmine are they're, they're not together. They arrive at the apartment together. They're looking around and Eris says that he wants the apartment to be nice, elegant, and wants people to know that black people live there. He wants black art in it to really reflect them. Sure. 
Makes total sense. And the only thing I could think about is no one would know who lives in our house. No, we have nothing up. There is, we have no artwork on any wall, downstairs, no. upstairs, anything. So, but it could almost pass as like an Airbnb. Yeah. Without being yeah. an Airbnb. We could almost just sell the house. Like, we have no, no identifying information. Wait, no, there's one picture up. Mm -hmm. We have one picture of a s'mores booty. Hold up. We got pictures on the fridge. We have a picture on the fridge. <laughs> I think we have more pictures of nieces and nephews than we do ourselves. Yeah, we have none of ourselves. None <laughs> at all. I did like when Eris and Jasmine arrived at the apartment. It was apartment 313. And that was his dad's area code. The energies. I you love that. I love you? that. Because I, I always notice things like that, too. I'm all about it. I, you know, give a little shout out to whoever's trying to send me a message. Love it. How would you feel about the way Eris approached the apartment walkthrough? <sighs> Jasmine said it right. She was just like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot how bossy he was. It's too much because he's just like, don't ever go in there. That's my stuff. I need this drawer. I need this. This is my spot. I don't but, really but, like okay, that. But this is where it throws me off. You never live someone, excuse me, you never live with someone, but how are you so comfortable just saying like, oh, that's my drawer. This is my side of the closet. Like, I feel like there's like either a lack of truth there. Or like there's some oddity there of how are you so comfortable telling some stranger you're barely getting to know, like all just pointing out all these things about the home you're supposed to be sharing. Because he doesn't value her opinion. Mm, he doesn't okay. care. This is my spot. Be, and you can have whatever you want, but this is mine. Yeah, he doesn't care. That could have been, that could have been a, plan, a plan thing, though. As far as the bathroom where, hey, I'll put my stuff in this space. You could have the rest of the space. I mean, that, I think that's it what he, was. That's what he said. And same thing with the closet. This is my side. You can have the rest of it. I think it was more of, there's no, like, there's no conversation mm. about any of it. Yes. Also, he is an only child. Yes. He's claiming a stake now. <laughs> I don't know. Does that I, relate to being older and needing closet space? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no hate to the only child of the world. <laughs> I, I just thought that mindset was really interesting versus having more like a conversation of like, hey, um, what side of like the drawer do you like? Or yeah. what side of the bed do you like to sleep on? I you agree. Know, just, it was just a bit different than how i would have he didn't it. include her in it at all right that's what i yeah that's what that's what i'm getting at basically same with the do you take shoes off in your house well you're going like well we're going to take shoes off but i'm here. like well that's your mode that's not my mode yeah you know, there's no conversation you need to include there about her that. yeah at one point they're eating dinner in the apartment the first night jasmine is saying something and eris just goes oh i was too busy enjoying my food what were you saying that was fucking weird oh and, i would have we're fighting fuck. we're fighting fuck you don't value like okay i said that he didn't value her opinion and what she says based on the walkthrough that just confirms it and then, you yeah, don't care the, very, the following scene it sucks then we get to see how eris lives we go to his house he warns her that he did not have time to clean not sure what she'll find in the drawer maybe some sexual stuff i don't know he has his own little home gym, which is really nice. And then he says, I'll take you to the place where women aren't allowed. Man cave. I've never had a man cave. Is that a thing a lot of people do? Yeah. Huh. 
So he says they drink in there, they game, they hang out. And it's kind of his must have when they live together. He has to have a man cave. We go into his room and he has a shoe collection. And I love those boxes and I might get those boxes for you. Those boxes are clean because I do have shoes that don't have boxes anymore. We have so many shoes. The office and the guest room is just filled with shoes. You definitely have way more than I have. Well, I want to get rid of some. You just won't let no, me. No, I'm attached to... I, I spent good money on these gifts. Okay, Ellie's It was the att- perfect Ellie, gift. Ellie's <laughs> even attached to the fucking running shoes I've put like 500 miles on. I'm like, okay, we can get rid of these. No, now. those I'm not as, as attached to. Right. The other ones. The ones that we went on quests to find. Right. <laughs> Lotteries. Lotteries, yes. Yeah. We don't see Clit and Gina go to their houses yet, but we do get to see their first evening in the apartment. Clint wants to have a Mexican fiesta night, a.k.a. he's planting the seeds for the eventual housewarming party. Gina says that she plans to leave her dog at the apartment during the day or says Clint can also take it if he wants. And he's excited about this. He said he had it all growing up. He he looks forward to it. So, I mean, I think this is a good sign that Gina would even trust him with her dog. Yeah, but based on some previews, I wonder if Gina ever moves in. Yeah, that's a whole other part. <laughs> Maybe that's why she was saying this, because she was like, heh, that's never going to happen. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm just bullshitting this guy. I'm not fucking, <laughs> I'm not fucking living with him. Shaq and Kirsten are sitting in their apartment, and they kind of get the rundown on how they like to clean, how they like to keep the closet. And Kirsten says that she wants to know how he likes his clothes washed. Pause, though. But you see how this is a conversation? No. Yeah, it's a conversation, but she has not ever planned to do this man's laundry. This is one of those things that she's just saying because she's like, oh, a wife says this in shows. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't I didn't get that in this scene. (laughs) It's cool. It's okay that you did. I. I don't know. I thought it was going to lead to some kind of like, hey, how do you want to split the, the house duties? Yeah. Shaq just says he'll do his laundry and she says good and they laugh. Shaq says that they need to learn about each other and how they live. Kirsten says they are in a good space and she's looking forward to living together. They cuddle in bed and Shaq gives Kirsten a forehead kiss. And again, has he gotten an official kiss? Who knows? I need this to be addressed every episode until it happens. I just think they're in a dangerous, dangerous position, seeing as how there's no movement in their intimacy at all. Yeah, that we know of. There's just nothing. Yeah. Then we see Chris and Nicole cuddling on the couch. Chris says that we need to be able to call each other out and talk about issues. While Chris says that he's willing to adjust his habits, Nicole says that she doesn't want little household chores to be what causes friction in their relationship. I believe I heard this on one of your other pods where, what do you think, how do you think Nicole will react when she does get called out for the first time? I think she'll decline whatever that person's trying to say. Like, no, that's not, that's not what I meant or that's not how that is. I don't know. I say that, but I do think she would be the first to apologize too. You know, Nicole has made efforts like the dog show, thing. Yeah, to show how committed she is to this process. Yeah, I just I just I want to see it. I hope it's it's a positive outcome, but I want to see that cuz it has been brought up multiple times. 
I mean, she, her and Chris are the only ones that are really compromising. So I could see it. Probably my, one of my favorite parts in this episode. Nicole asks, if today was decision day, would you say yes? Do you love me yet? This woman is not joking, everyone. Just letting you know, every single time Nicole asks this questions or questions like it, she is not joking. I think we collectively cringe every time she asks this. It's, and it's getting it's too much. It's getting weird. The fact that you've asked twice in one week. Yes. It's getting weird. I appreciate that Chris doesn't lie. He says just not yet. And that's fine. And she says, I agree, not yet. It, she's always agreeing. I don't, it's weird. Like if he said, yes, I love you. She'd been like, I love you too. Or is that the trap? Maybe. Chris says, I love you. And Nicole's like, good. Let's keep it that way. Dom and Mac are then sitting on the couch in their new apartment. And Dom thinks it will be good having more space. You've been together for a week. <laughs> She's already like, I'm looking forward to the space. Um, is that space as in for the apartments bigger than the hotel room? Or as in, I'm going to be living in my apartment. You can stay here if you want. I took it as, you know, that pool that they shot me at in that first scene. I'll be there with my girls. This is another one where in the preview it could go. Uh... I'm, I'm just so, next week is going to be so good. Mac asks if Dom is more traditional. He says no, he doesn't mind cleaning, but he's not the best cook, but he will try. In her interview, Dom says that she embodies all of the things that Mac needs to work on. I don't know if that's good. I, I don't think she wants that. She doesn't want that responsibility. She made it clear she doesn't want to be the one to pull him out of his comfort zone. Right, and them having like a decent age gap and this man is single, would it be weird of how are you like 34 on your own and like you don't cook? Leon, tell us, how does it feel to be... <laughs> listen, listen. And not cook. Listen. One, we are a team. And oh, two, yes, a team. I am not on this fucking show. Okay. Because your partner on maps would be saying the same thing. And... I fed you today with my phone. How fucking dare you? <laughs> the sushi you beckoned to our house was yes. great. <laughs> yes. How dare you? Well. And I can cook very few things well. But do you cook? It's rare. <laughs> That's okay. I need but, that but, going but in. <laughs> didn't, yeah, Don was, or Mac was just like... I'm not good at it. I'm like, I think I can be okay at it. I just don't do it often. But at least he said he would try. I tried to. In a good year. I made a carbonara. <laughs> I made you a nice omelet. A carbonara was nice. Yeah. That's okay. I, the difference is I knew that going in and I'm fine with that. Right. The difference is she's not fine with that. <laughs> so then things get even more awkward. Man, that's the perfect thing with this episode with them. It just gets worse and worse as the episode goes on. Ah, uh, but part of it is almost like, I feel like Dom's on the attack. Yes. No, that's when I say worse mm. and worse. I just think like more of her is showing. Sure. So they're on the way to see each other's houses. First, we're going to Max's house, Max's bedroom. <laughs> we find out that they've already had the conversation. So this shouldn't be awkward at all. 
She knows that he is renting a room, the whole reason, all of it. But it's still really awkward. I just love how they have to basically talk around the fact that Mac just moved here to be on the show. Yeah. And something I don't think we knew before, because Dom mentions it, Mac was actually in like Cali. And I'm guessing back to Michigan and then down to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And what was the last season of Mavs? (laughs) This is, I do love your theory. It's like, did this guy try to get on that season? Didn't work out. Went back to Michigan. Then he signs up for this season. Gets on the process. It looks like he's getting accepted. So he moves down. Like that's fucking weird. But they, I mean, it's not that weird, but it's a little weird, but they almost, even the way Mac responds to Donald's questions, it's like he can't just outright say, yeah, I signed up for this show and I was going to get approved, so I moved down here. Yeah, I think the show doesn't want you to admit that. And I don't want to get a fucking apartment if I'm only going to be here for three months. Yeah, and I'll say it again. It is not fair for him to put that on someone that is living there and wants to stay there, and then all of a sudden you're married to this person and they say, hey, I want to move. I mean, they could have figured it out real quick. Hey, are you cool like living here for your foreseeable future and have a family? Eh, no, I'm gonna go back to Michigan. Well, then this isn't gonna work. It's over. It, but you shouldn't even be on that because it's specifically in right. Tennessee. She does say that all of that makes her feel like he doesn't plan on being here long, and it does not give her security, which understandable. If she is really that close with her mom, I can't see her moving. Well, even the concept of how often he's moved, it's almost like. What what is your um what are your career aspects like you you're moving so much mm-hmm. do you, like do you have a remote job you had like you were like in the weed business oh, in yeah, Michigan maybe. like where's your stuff like what's I see you're just like in a room but like yeah. like who are you because you've been like moving so much did you see him getting that small box out of the trunk that shit was and bringing it in I was like what are you it packing so and why do you have funny. one box only. You're, the, you're going to fit one pair of shoes in there. Let's be honest. He probably brought down like whatever was in his car and two bre- like two luggage bags. Sure, but that's still more than that box. Well, one, lug- <laughs> one or two luggage bags is already with him. They go down to the basement where his hangout spot is. And Dom asks him if any of this is his. Loved it. <laughs> he says Loved no. It. It's like, uh, no, no. Then we get to his room and Dom does not like it at all. Okay. I did not expect to see an entire wall of Max Friends family. <laughs> well, it's their house. Why not? I'd be like, can no. I take the photos down? Oh, you mean in his area? Yes. He, oh, no, in, okay. his, in his room. <laughs> that is weird. Why wouldn't like, they clean it out? This man wakes up and he looks at a whole wall of not his family. <laughs> Dom goes on to say that this makes her nervous. There's not much privacy. It's small and that she doesn't like it at all. But I don't know why she's saying all this because it's not like that they would live in there. She's not moving in there. They would get a place together. I don't think he's ever said the expectation is for her to live in his friend's parents' basement. It's almost just a way to call out more negatives. Even though you're right, there is not going to be a situation where they're 
you know, you're moving into this basement together. (laughs) She keeps complaining and says that she usually goes for more established men, men with their own homes. Ma'am, do you have your own home? Mm. Let's wait and see what her home looks like. Oh, they did it good, too, because we only saw half. We only saw his. We only saw half of the couple's uh, living arrangements. In the car, she continues to complain and talk about how Mac has no ties. My whole thing is just because he's traveled a lot and lived various places, it doesn't make him a bad person or like a flight risk. I don't know. It, you moved all the time. <laughs> it's fine. Dom questions why Mac didn't want to jump into a lease, but he was willing to jump into a whole marriage. Again, goes back to, I can't outright say I'm just here because I signed up for the show. I might've only been here for three months. I can't sign a three month lease. I'm just here. So I won't get fined. (laughs) He cannot say the math's line. The episode ends there with continued tension that I don't see getting any better. I think Dom is as the days go by realizing This individual is definitely not for me. Yes. Like, what is the next step? Like, how do I get out of this in a clean way? The preview makes it seem like (laughs) Dom doesn't move in. Like, this is it. Yeah. I I called it. What did I say? Two weeks? You said two weeks. Yeah. We're at week one. Yeah. I don't. This is it. Also, we're in like episode six week one like you're getting an episode for a day (laughs) it's not looking good on the next time on we see various dogs arrive to their new homes and we also see pastor cal meet with the couples this is where shit starts hitting the fan guys we are we're here people are gonna finally admit that they don't like their spouses (laughs) kirsten simply says there's not really any attraction And then I think this is the episode we also see Dom crying with her box. Her, I just got fired box? Yeah, I got just got fired from being a receptionist. That's what I imagine it. Hmm. (laughs) And then divorce is already brought up with Gina and Dom, both separately. I am going to be curious how much of this is editing. Oh, yeah. And how it really goes down. But... As usual, they fucking got me. I'm ready for next week. I'm already counting down the days. I'm so happy it's a th- it's a long weekend because it makes mentally my time to wait for the episode yes. shorter. So totally. I am excited. Ellie, I hope you are excited. I am. I'm here. It's going to be a good one. I hope you all enjoy your nice long weekend if you get it off. Take care. Have fun. And we will talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Thank you.